0: One, zero. Harper and Rowan, as we mentioned, found a way to way to beat the flames. They put in asbestos blanket over those flames and now Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt looking to take advantage. Oh, and K driven! The referee's powerless, he's got to count the 1, 2, and 3, Ray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. Look at this! The upside down! Oh and he's Out of nowhere! The tag had been made! Randy Orton is the legal man! Is that? Bray right, Wyatt is here! Wyatt is on Raw! The Fiend with a Sister Abigail!
2: Finally, liberation for Cena. He's conquered the message. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god, Bray Wyatt with a sister Abigail. What the hell was
0: that? What was that? To the fiend with Sister Abigail! The fiend isn't finished yet! The fiend sending the monster up again! Face first with another Sister Abigail! On the exposed wood of the ring, covered by the fiend! We have a new Universal Champion!
2: Here is your winner and the new Universal Champion, The
1: Fiend, Bray Wyatt! They're rumbling in the target center. Roman Reigns measuring Bray Wyatt.
0: And loose, oh! Gets speared, Bray Wyatt! Floating into Reigns, and now Bray Wyatt off the distraction by Luke Harper with Sister Abigail's kiss and the cover, and the numbers game has caught up to Reigns. The Wyatt family rule at Elimination Chamber. Oh my gosh! The
2: Wyatt
0: family. That was
1: awesome. <laughs> This WrestleMania match is going to accomplish what should have happened six years ago. Ending the existence of the most overhyped, overvalued, overprivileged WWE superstar in existence.
0: Standing in the mandible claw! <laughs> oh my goodness! The Sister Abigail, the Rollins! The Fiend! Five, rolls two, from the ashes! Three, and won the Universal Championship!
1: seems to be in order here. This is for the match coming up at Wembley Stadium on Sunday at All In. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara is joining him of course, and Will Ospreay along with Don Callis. And ladies and gentlemen, we have extra security here, as you might imagine, because how volatile this situation has become. We have a pen for each man. If you will do the honors, Chris. Uh, Don Callis, Will Ospreay. to know why I did what I did last week, Chris. It's real simple. The reason I did what I did can be summed up in four words. Will, by God, Osprey! Because I realized the only thing better for me than having Chris Jericho in the Don Callis family was if I could play a part in ending the career of the greatest of all time. And I had to make an offer to this kid that no one else could. And you know what the deal cincher was, Chris? You know what I offered him? Your head on a platter at Wembley. So yeah. I threw away 34 years of friendship. I chose money and power over our friendship. I chose writing history rather than watching it. And I chose Will Ospreay over you. So Chris, it occurs to me on a serious note, if I can get serious here with you, that a couple of years ago, you nearly died in England. Well, Chris, this Sunday at Wembley, I'm going to be in Will Osprey's corner to make sure that that job gets done to you once and for all by Will. May God guide his hand!
2: That is putrid. Oi, shut your mouth! Let me talk, yeah? Oi, Chris, are you actually taking this match seriously? Or is this some type of vanity project to say that your band performed in Wembley Stadium? Bruv, do you understand what Wembley Stadium is? It is the biggest venue in the entire of the UK! This match is gonna change my life, bruv! I've got a missus at home and a four-year-old stepson. Hey, here's some news for you guys. The day before I wrestle Chris Jericho, I'm doing an indie, So I'm trying to get as much money together to put my kid through school. This match changes my life, bruv. After this, I shut up. Pipe down, bruv. After this, after I beat you in the wrestling's biggest event, I am going to be the only man to say I've beaten Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, and Chris Jericho in two months. And that that goes very well in six months' time because my contract comes up for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And who is not going to pay millions and millions of dollars for Will Ospreay? Because I know, I know I am the best wrestler in the world. I'm better than The Elite. I'm better than Danielson. I'm better than Punk. I'm better than you. All oh, you all your championships, all your legacy. I respect it all, mate. But all it is, is rocket fuel for me and my future.
1: Will Ospreay is signed.
0: Let's talk about your future, Will. No, actually, let's talk about your present. And congratulations to all the things you've accomplished in the last few months. But I don't think you might have accomplished those things if it wasn't for me. Because five years ago, when the entire wrestling world and the pundits and the sheet riders and the Meltzers were all predicting that you were gonna be in a wheelchair before you were 30 years old, like your hero, the dynamite kid, because you were so reckless! I called you! I got your number and I cold called you and I told you to tone it down because if you didn't, you'd never have the longevity of Chris Jericho and you would never be what I knew you would be before anybody else which is one of the top stars in this business. And hey, you listen to me, Will, and now here we are, Wembley Stadium. Jericho versus Osprey and you didn't have to attack me from behind last week to get this match Will, because this match has been in the works for years this match was supposed to happen in 2021 at the Tokyo Dome before the lockdown but there's no lockdown now this is Wembley this is the biggest show in pro wrestling history which means it's the biggest show of my career Almost 33 years! Don't tell me this is a vanity project for me. This is bigger than any WrestleMania. This is bigger than any Tokyo Dome. This is bigger than anything! This match means more to me and does anybody else because you're coming at this from the bottom. I'm coming at this from the top of the Epping mountain with everyone trying to knock me off and every hater and social media dipshit trying to keep my jealous eyes trying to predict my demise! So that means I have to be the best Chris Jericho that I've ever been to beat you, Will Ospreay. But in return, you have to be the best Will Ospreay you've ever been to beat me. So prove it to me, Ospreay. Prove it to your family at Wembley sitting in the front row, your mother, your father, your missus, your four-year-old stepson that you gotta put through school. Prove it to them in front of 80,000 of your countrymen that you can be Chris Jericho. And don't make me regret the fact I picked up the phone and called you five years ago. And don't make me regret that I kept you from being in a wheelchair before you. Is getting heated. Oh! Wow! Jericho, Jericho just knocked him on his ass. Oh. And both, and both the men have signed the, the form match. Form, is official for this Sunday, all in London, oh, Wembley, Wembley Stadium. Shevchenko can get out of there. Gonna break a brick of hip.
1: I'll tell you, this thing is wild. You can touch. Oh. It is official, Jericho Osprey. This Sunday, all in London, and oh. comes.
3: So you're listening to the Wednesday night skirmish on the PWC. Um, usually we try to have a lot of fun with the intros, right? I mean, uh, you know, you've all you've all heard, heard me spell my name about a hundred times, and um, I had I had a I had a rhyming introduction for Jimmy all set up that 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 included Vegemite, in it and I'm sure you know it was going to be super funny. And um, yeah, the news just broke um, maybe about an hour before we went live here, maybe a little more than that, and, um, (laughs) Bray Wyatt, um, died, uh, Triple H basically, um, announced it on Twitter, and, um, the world's been reacting to it for, for, uh, for the last hour and a bit. I know that uh, there was some early speculation about exactly what happened. Um, we have, um, well, we have a tweet from Sean Ross Sapp um, from Fightful.com. It says, and I quote, I was given permission to reveal that earlier this year, Wyndham Rotunda got COVID that exacerbated a heart issue. There was a lot of positive progress towards a return and his recovery. Unfortunately, today he suffered a heart attack and passed away. Yeah, so man, it a, I. It was a heart attack. That's, uh. That's what they're saying, yeah, heart attack. And, um. <laughs> and I gotta be honest with you, bro, like, uh. i'm like i'm uh i was saying to you before we went live i've been doing 12s all week right 12 hour shifts and, like i'm tired anyway and um but i was actually really looking forward to doing the show you know like i took a bunch of notes and like you and me always have fun on here we love entertaining the people we love listening to you you know we love reading the comments and everything and just having an audience that you know that we know we make a difference for you know even if it's just entertainment right we know they have fun with us and we can have fun with them um so i was really looking forward to it and honestly man like um it's like there's a part of me that that doesn't even want to be here and not not because of me not because i'm tired but right now honestly just because I, like part of me just wants to go hug my kids <laughs> you know like i see stuff like this man and um that's the first that's the first thing that goes through my mind is like you know he's he's got um he's got three little kids right and then four if you count the one that was jojo's i guess before um i I think he's got more than two with jojo now as a matter of fact
4: okay well yeah i think it's like six kids or five kids something like that man all up but yeah man i I know two of them are very new though
3: and that's just crazy, dude. Like, I've got little kids, right? I've got uh, I've got a six-year-old and a seven-year-old. <clears throat> and it's like, whenever stuff like this happens, I just think, like, you know, how would they react to something like this happening to me, you know? And, uh... Yeah, it's just really hard, man. Like, I didn't even know this guy, right? But, like, just thinking about the situation that everybody's going through is, uh it's a lot dude like it just and it shows you just how how precious life is you know and also i think like it it underlines and i'm gonna sound a little harsh right now so you know (laughs) i hope everybody can forgive me for being a little emotional at this moment but like it also kind of underlines just how shitty wrestling twitter can be sometimes you know like uh when he went away it was a lot of like oh is he really hurt is he really injured like i think that's just you know he's 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 pouting because he didn't get his way and he didn't get the match he wanted at mania and like you know i read tweet after tweet after tweet like that and um you know clearly this guy had something seriously wrong with his heart you know and um i mean here we are he's uh he's gone and he leaves behind a wife and four kids for sure, maybe more. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's crazy, man. It's like you know, Terry Funk passed yesterday, and um, I don't mind, like I don't mind announcing Terry Funk passing. It's like, right. it's like, and I wanted no, to talk about him too, right? But and it's like, like no, no though. disrespect. Yeah, no disrespect to Terry Funk, but like, you know. When a great grandpa dies, it's kind of hard to say they died before their time, right? It's like it's like no, you you had your time. Like, you know, you 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 know, multiple-time world champion in multiple different organizations, you know, raised his children. That's the big thing. Raised all his children, you know, it's got grandkids and probably great-grandkids. So I mean, Terry Funk dies and it's like rest in peace to a legend, you know, Terry Funk was great and everything, but when you see something like this, I mean, uh, Wyndham was a year younger than I am, Jimmy, you know, like, wow.
4: Yeah, man, it, it, it I'm not gonna lie, this one is really hit home, man, uh, you know, it's weird because as the news broke, weird enough, I was actually playing WB2K23, <laughs> strangely enough, and, um, once i heard what happened i was just like i can't play this you know what i mean i just i don't know it just seemed just different and and, and excuse me that's just petty shit but like how are we even going to talk about you know it's hard to even talk about dynamite after this i'm not gonna lie you know what i mean it <laughs> yeah it's just, yeah it and, and it puts life in perspective man it I mean, shit. I just turned, oh, well, I didn't just turn forty now, but I'm nearly turning forty-one, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And and I think, man, I'm turning forty-one. I'm getting old. You know what I mean? You got to worry about your health and whatnot. And thank God I'm healthy. But God damn it, man! Like he's only thirty-six years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thirty-six, bro. Like, man, it's <laughs> like I can't wrap my head around that, man. And this is the thing about life, man life is the most beautiful yet most harsh thing at the same time, period, man, because, I mean, it's beautiful. You're living life, right? You've got your kids. You've got your family. Yeah. But, you know, wh- why should anyone pass away so young, though, man?
1: Yeah. Ugh, and man. leave
4: you know, leave behind, you know, kids and families and wives and stuff. I mean, it's just not fair, dude.
3: No, and that's always the first thing that goes to my mind is, like, you know um if you lose somebody that you love if you lose a son you know you lose a that's that's got to be horrifying you know for a parent you you lose a a husband that's got to be horrifying for a wife but like (laughs) what how do you react to your kids like they they're young too they're like three and four right like
4: yeah they're young bro
3: how do you even have that conversation daddy Daddy's never coming back?
4: Yeah. uh, I don't know, man. I I don't know, man. I just... I'm shocked, dude. Uh, Like, uh, I'm honestly that shocked that I don't even know, like... And the thing is, it's like... I don't want to say I'm in denial, but, like... I know it's going to hit harder, like... Probably tomorrow, when we watch SmackDown, for example. And and then we talk Smack Attack, because I'm sure all the... All our shows this week are probably going to be dominated by Bray Wyatt, unfortunately, you know what I mean? And, uh, it's sad, dude. I can't believe he's gone, bro. I, this one's going to be, like, it feels like when Eddie Guerrero died, bro. Yeah.
3: It you know what I mean? Feels, That's
4: what sort of impact it's got.
3: Yeah, it feels a lot like when Chris died for me. Um, oh,
4: well, yeah, even Benoit, for, absolutely. Same thing.
3: Yeah. Both of, those, both of those deaths were were like shocking and also so just like hit like you know like a ton oh. of bricks
4: dude i'll never forget when ben died bro i remember exactly where i was what i was doing like everything and i was back in those seven mm-hmm.
3: yeah you know i, I mean? like, honestly i stopped watching wrestling for a while like after after ben died i <laughs> and i don't know like it's like um obviously very different circumstances you know i don't want to i don't want to lump in uh Windham with with chris <laughs> maybe maybe eddie's Fine. a better comparison but um even then you know it's a. Uh, it, it this really was just like a it was a health problem you know this wasn't this wasn't uh you know drugs and this wasn't uh you know um you know most of the time with with pro wrestlers it's drug problems right it's uh you know they were on 60 somas a day or whatever and they passed away cuz their heart couldn't take it anymore right. like this guy was just sick you know like he just got sick and died and it's like it you know it's hard not to make the comparison with harper like luke harper right
4: it's um, actually Chris, It's similar circumstances i know they said with harper that it wasn't covid related but I actually think it was yeah because of the symptoms I don't know why they don't want to come out with that publicly but whatever it is what it is but I think it's exactly the same circumstances pretty similar dude except one was with the lungs the other one was with the heart
3: yeah and it just man it's like uh yeah I don't know I rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda and uh condolences to his family and to everybody you know everybody over on that side um obviously we're just a tiny little podcasting group here but i can say honestly from everybody at the pwc network we're very sorry for for your loss um to the rotunda family and uh rest in peace to uh, i think a guy who i really legitimately was like one of the two like next big things in wwe like for a while there right like i think that it was it was like there was a question in my mind for a while there like who's going to be a bigger star is it going to be roman or is it going to be bray because those are the two you know those are the two guys that you knew were going to be super superstars in wrestling so it's just crazy man it's like you know it's like if we lost it's like if we lost brett after mania 9 and you know like because he was like he was the next guy you know he was one of those guys that was gonna help carry the company forward and he's just gone and uh, I, I know I know wrestling business is pretty <laughs> pretty stupid to even think about right now given you know given the family and everything but hey that's what we do right we're uh, we're a wrestling podcast we talk wrestling so
4: absolutely man and, and I understand like I, it's hard for me to even talk about professional wrestling but you know at, at the same time that look I don't know bray personally and and I was guilty of writing him off too man I'm not gonna lie heck I hate to say this but I think even on the next level podcast which which I was on with um with uh, big Ray Hernandez and John Enright, and someone asked me who would you fire? I think it was Ray. And I actually put Bray Wyatt in there. Because ironically, I was one of those idiots that that believed it wasn't even though we did hear the rumors that it was a medical issue and whatnot. But I just thought he wasn't mentally you know, ready for this run. Right. You know what I mean? So and it wasn't and it wasn't because of his talent or nothing like that. Had nothing to do with his talent. I was just you know, I guess I was the idiot that believed in some of the rumors when it came to his mental health issues, right? And and whatnot. So I was thinking, man, if he needs to like go away, then he's useless right now, right? You know what I mean? Like if that's what the issues were, but you know, I don't know what's sadder, man. I'm happy that he didn't commit suicide though, because that would have been even more tragic. I think a lot of people were thinking that's what he what he did
3: i think a lot of people automatically jump to that conclusion when a young person dies right it's either drugs or suicide usually it's very rarely something like this where you know you know again like Brody lee just got sick and died and it it's not supposed to happen to people in their 30s and 40s you know like this isn't something that this isn't something that's expected right like i said with terry funk it was like you know he's He's an old man, you know. It's sad, right? I'm not saying who gives a shit your grandpa's dead. Like, of course, like, I get it. But it's not the same thing um, when somebody so young, especially with a young family, uh, passes away.
4: I can't believe it, bro. I just can't believe it. And and like you said, man, our condolences goes out to the Retunda family and friends because... I just, it just, it hasn't hit home, dude, it just hasn't, you know what I mean, it really hasn't, but seeing you and and how you reacted and and what you were saying, it's really stunned to like hit home, bro, you know what I mean, and I didn't think it was going to affect me as bad as I thought, but you know what, man, this one's a real sad one, bro, and it's just like 36, dude, Oh man, it's it's sad, bro. And I don't know what they're gonna do on SmackDown if they're gonna treat this like, you know, there's gonna be no show essentially and we're just gonna have a, a Bray Wyatt tribute, which I'll be cool with. I'll I'll love to see it, but damn it, it's gonna be emotional, dude.
3: Yeah. Well I don't even know like I said, man, I don't even know how to how to react to it, um, yet. I just know it makes me really sad, you know, that that, that happened and um again, like, I, I try to put myself in the position of everybody who's going through everything right now, and I just think, man, like, how do you even have that conversation with the kids? What do you even say?
4: Uh, I don't know, man, and and I feel sorry for Jojo, too, because I can only imagine what she's going through, dude, and...
3: Yeah, well, I mean, right now she's gotta grieve the fact that her husband died, and also she has to try to be the strong one for her kids, like, at the same time that's uh it's a lot
4: yeah it is man and
3: it's i, mean, I,
4: I don't know what to say man it, it, this one like i said it's it's gonna be one that's gonna be sort of spoken about i think for years to come dude because this guy literally had the whole world in his hands bro and yeah
3: oh this is yeah exactly like he's a main eventer at the at the time right like he's uh this yeah this isn't um, you know you don't like to make comparisons really with this kind of thing but like this isn't like when boss man died or when no, test died or you know what I mean this is uh I mean this is Owen this is Eddie this is Chris absolutely. This is, yep. you know it main is. eventer is gone in the middle of what you know Their prime dude yeah in the middle of their prime in the middle of probably what could have been the best work of their careers um oh. it's crazy
4: dude yeah <laughs> crazy anyway, bro dude. it's look, yeah fuck man but you know what chris we're here for a good time and not a bad time and you know but we're not here for a long time dude and that's that's the fucking That's the sad part of life. And I'm not going to lie, man. As I get older, I think of, you know, you start thinking of death and shit like that. Which yeah. is sad to say, but it just, when you see healthy, fit looking dudes like, like John Huber and, you know, and Bray Wyatt pass away just the way they did, man. I mean, it makes you think like, cause you think you're untouchable, man. Especially in your twenties and thirties, you, you, you think you're untouchable, but you know what, man? We're fragile, dude. And, it, and you know, here right now, gone tomorrow, bro. And that's the sad reality of life. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. No, exactly. But what's
4: yeah. even sadder, Chris, is that we outlived these guys, man, right now. Think yeah. Think about that for a moment. Aww. That's what's crazy, dude.
3: I know, man. It's, you, you start thinking to yourself that you're too young, you're too old to have died young, and then somebody your age dies, and you're like, nope, <laughs> I could still die young. This is crazy, bro. But
4: yeah, uh, man, but but it, but you know what, man? I think we should, you know, we, you know, we shouldn't be in such a somber state. I mean, you know, the listeners are here also, uh, you know, for us to talk about AEW, I know it's going to be tough, though, man. And I don't know how we do that. I don't know how we're going to do it. But you know what? I don't know, Chris. What do you think? Do we talk AEW t- tonight? Yeah, on this man. Show? Let's let's do, do it. Do we try?
3: Let's cover it. It man. just doesn't people, have
4: that same feeling, bro. I'm not gonna lie. It's just
3: people tuned in for the skirmish, and we'll talk about it. Um, and uh, yeah, man. Well, like I said, we've got we've got Wyndham and his family in our in our thoughts right now, and you know, um, condolences. Rest in peace. That's about that's about all I can say about it. Just uh, like I said, if you're if you're listening and you've got family, you got some young kids, just. Go hug them tonight, you know. Like, go tell them, you know. <clears throat> I I tell my kids like seventy fucking times a day that I love them, and it's like it's like part of me. It's like I think honestly part of the reason why I do that is because I think to myself like, what would happen if I died? Because I want them to know that, you know, that I loved them. So,
4: I'm sure they know that, dude. You know, if you you've know got that man,
3: you know, if you've got kids. You know, tell them. That's all. Oh, fuck! All right. <laughs> fuck How are we this. gonna do this, Chris? Fuck I mean. this shit. Let's talk about dynamite. <laughs> um,
4: Jesus, man, I feel for you now, bro. But you know what? You're not gonna. You're gonna be here for your kids, bro. Don't worry about that. Thank you, man. I know you yeah, will, man. man. I know I'm not God. I'm not the one who has the you know the hand of whatever. But you know. You've got your whole life, you've got a reason to be here, man. And I know, you know, with Bray, that doesn't mean he doesn't have a reason. But in a way, it's so poetic with him as well, the way he's gone out. You know what I mean? And at such a young age, because it felt like if anyone, and I hate to say this, and we'll go on to Dynamite, you always had that feeling that something was, I don't know, man. It's just the way he is. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's life, bro. And yeah, it sucks, man.
3: It does. It really does. Speaking of things that suck, let's transition (laughs) to Dynamite. Um, All right. Show proper begins with the Elite making their way to the ring for a six-man tag match. Yes, I called it a six-man tag match, not a trio's (laughs) match. Um, Their opponents are the Golden Bullets. Uh, That's actually just something that I've coined, the uh, Bullet Club Gold. The match is thrown out real quick, and there's a big fuck fest to begin the night as the club beat up the elite um, before FTR make the save. Uh, Takeshita attacks Kenny, who gets him up for the one-winged angel but can't deliver it. Um, so, yeah, they started the night off with just a big uh, a big schmoz kind of thing. Uh, everybody's mm-hmm. just kind of beating everybody up. Uh, Juice Robinson nails the referee to start, so the match gets thrown out right away um i thought that this was an exciting way to start the night but also a bit confusing because i maybe it's just me but it feels like they're transitioning from like from one story to another story way too quickly in this company like i still feel like where's where's blackpool combat club you know like the elite are out here and they're getting their ass kicked like why wouldn't the combat club want to come out and get their pound of flesh too? You know, we see them later in the night and they're that, but they're now fighting with the best friends for some fucking reason. And, and you know, the, the bullet club gold, they were feuding with, with, with CM punk. And it's like right away. Now they're feuding with the young bucks and the elite. And it, I don't know for me, it just, it feels like they jump too quickly in this company. Does that make sense?
4: Absolutely. It does make sense. And you're not wrong. They do jump around, jump up, jump up, and get down. <laughs> See what I did there. How but insane. um, Yeah. Um, but I think because of uh, All In and their couple of days left to build to something, that's all it is, dude. I mean, that's why they jump around. I mean, they've got to book All Out too a week later. So how else are they going to do this? You know what I mean? It's their no, fault.
3: It, it really is their fault. Like this is some this is some self inflicted wounds going on Absolutely. here at AEW. Like right. man, these guys they've had all this time to try to build something, and like the biggest it's it's like, you know, generally the biggest match on the night is the one that gets uh you know the contract signing, and we'll get into it, but like there was a contract signing for Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. Who <laughs> cares?
4: We'll get to that, but believe it or not, I don't have as much negative comments to say um, about that segment as maybe you would, actually, Chris. But we'll get to that when we get there. But, uh, yeah.
3: We will. All right. So, FTR come out and make the save, like I said. Um, Renee is backstage with MJF, and she asks him how he's going to feel performing it all in in front of 80,000 fans. And he says he's going to get pretty chubbed up. (laughs) Get it. Get it, because he's going to get a boner. Chubbed up. Yeah.
4: Good one, Max. God damn So it. he's asked, you know what? He's oh, asked how much continue.
3: pressure is he feeling, and he says, you know, the old me would have told you none, but the, the truth is it's a lot of pressure. It's the most pressure that I've ever had in my life, and it's the biggest event in the history of pro wrestling. I really wish they would stop fucking saying that. Like, that tagline is true of a single metric? Maybe. It might it's be not.
4: True. It's bullshit, bro. <laughs> How is that even possible when WWE have actually outdrawn, like, outdrawn eighty thousand before? That's a fact.
3: I exactly. And also, was it WCW that went to North Korea or whatever? Weren't there like a hundred? Oh yeah, that's
4: technically the biggest event in the history in terms of attendance of professional wrestling. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was New Japan. Everybody, it was New Japan and WCW.
3: Because everybody was told to show up or they'd be executed. <laughs> yeah. But still, you know,
4: <laughs> <laughs> whatever the case, you still got over a hundred thousand yeah. over one hundred thousand people, literally.
3: Right. So Max says he's ready for the pressure. Uh and I gotta uh, this went on way too long. Like I I'm not even saying this. This isn't even me, like, you know, cutting things short because like I'm sad or whatever. Like i love max i've said it a couple of times and i think that i think that mjf is like the future of professional wrestling i i think he's the guy you build your company around for the next 15 years that's how good i think mjf is but right th- this just i don't know I, I, we'll we'll get into it at the end of the uh cole also has a backstage thing and i'll say what i've been thinking here about it like but Well, maybe okay. I'll bring it up now. I think they're jumping the shark. Like I think that this is this episode was officially where I went. This is too much MJF and Adam Cole. Yeah,
4: and 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 really, where did it? What changed? Nothing. It was exactly the same shit that we had the last two weeks.
3: Yeah, we know they're gonna try,
4: right? It, It wasn't exactly the same fucking thing. What's so fucking different, man? Because I don't know. I can't tell the difference. Can you?
3: Nope. Not at all. And it was less fun tonight is, is basically as much as I got out of it. It's like it wasn't fun. Like which has been the whole shining feature of the better than you Bay Bay segments is that they're fun and there was right. nothing fun tonight. It was just Yeah. I don't just, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and it you was know just, what? it was just yeah. It was just yeah, okay. <laughs>
4: it was literally like yeah (laughs) you know what i mean but um you know what chris it's funny because you know you and i were the ones that praised this shit, right weren't we not yep but here we are saying it how it is it sucks now because not only have they drained it they've literally drained it but there's nothing new to add they just don't know how to move forward in terms of storytelling they clearly don't man
3: yep exactly um (laughs) <laughs> the giant baby face John moxley uh, makes his entrance to wild thing and the crowd is just going nuts for him because he's such a big baby face in this company
4: <sighs> i don't understand but shed us to the hammer with the one day at a time gentleman which is so true with with aew um but yeah um yeah no no you're right uh, I don't understand why the I mean he's even moving out like when you move when you come through the crowd you're a friggin baby face. I don't yeah. care who you are. All right. That's your entrance. You, you're coming out as a, as a baby face yet. You're a heel, but the fans are fucking cheering for you. I wonder why.
3: It's really, really dumb. Like the, the point of coming out in the crowd is to try to humanize you. Right. Cause right. You're, you're, like a you're, you're a person just of the like people. they are. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like when Edge and Christian used to do this entrance from the crowd, that's how it came across, right was like, oh, these guys are like in off the street kind of thing, you know literally and that's like, how
4: they portrayed him.
3: Yeah, so it's a it's a babyface thing to do. Wild thing is never going to be food. like no, I don't no. I don't it's just it's it's stupid that they keep fucking doing this anyway, Phoenix uh, he does the same things that he does in every match. Um, there's a bunch of stuff outside the ring quickly. Uh, Mox rips the mask, uh, tosses the kid around a lot. They both no sell a bunch of big offense because, because <laughs> why, um, why not? Moxley, I did, I did kind of like that. A lot of times Phoenix was going for like his same big moves that he always goes for, and Moxley was countering them. Like I'm not the only one who has seen every Phoenix match ever, you know, like. And that's the thing is, like, Phoenix does the exact same moves in every fucking match. Why wouldn't somebody figure out how to counter it?
4: Right. It's true. If you're going to use the same old shit, then, yeah, this makes totally total sense. So, yeah, I can't be mad at that. No doubt.
3: Yeah. There, so there was a middle portion of this match that I was starting to think, oh, this isn't too bad. And then they got to the end, and I went, <laughs> okay, no. It started shitty. It ended shitty. They did okay in the middle. Um, but uh, everybody's kicking out of everything. Like you know, there's a top rope double arm DDT like thing, and it's good it's a two count. And you're like, get the fuck out of here! Somebody drops you on your head from six feet in the air, you die. Never mind <laughs> kicking out at two. Um. Anyway, Mox does his hammer and anvil strikes, and they just look like shit. I don't know if he just needs to practice them or what, but, like, I can honestly, I can do a, hand, a hammer and anvil strike that looks better, like, here. Like, right now, I can do strikes that look better and are would still be safe. Like, don't do the move if you can't do the fucking move. These two
4: guys are two of the shittest worked punches guys Period, dude. These two can't even throw worked punches at all. Like, they just don't know how to... Moxie's just disgraceful, bro. I mean, how does a guy that's so hardcore, and I use that, that term lightly, hardcore, not know how to fucking throw a worked punch?
3: I know, man. And, you know, like, speaking of Terry Funk's, you know, passing, I was watching, like, little clips. He knows how
4: to throw, right.
3: Holy shit, man. You watch those fucking punches, and you're like, and you, I boxed Jimmy. I boxed for over a decade, and I'm watching Terry Funk going, <laughs> is he connecting with those? Fuck, those look good.
4: But honestly, is it really that fucking hard when you think about it? You know, a lot of guys do the 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 way that that you should be taught, right? You know, the hand to the to the forehead, throw the punch, yeah. hit your hand per se. But if the camera If the camera guys are in right positions, it doesn't actually look so bad, right? It looks like you're kind of inning. So I don't understand what's so fucking hard about doing that. Like,
3: I don't know, Jimmy. It's like I I know that there's a craft to it, but it's not like absolutely. There's only guy who's ever thrown good punches either, right? Right, no, no, but right. Different guys throw them differently, and they still look great. You think about a guy like Terry Funk. A Bret Hart, uh, Scott Hall, all three of those guys threw working punches that looked very different from one another, but they all looked like they were punching people.
4: Right, and actually Bret Hart and Scott Hall are great examples, man, because they both used to stomp and punch at the same time, right? No, but do you get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, they, they would both stomp, punch, just for the, you know, for the cadence, man. It looked like it sounded like they were hitting. Even though, you know, yep. subconsciously, you know, you know, what they're doing it doesn't matter you can believe that they're hitting because of the way they're throwing so if you can't hear it at least with the stomp and punch you can hear it and see it and even scott hall his kicks for example you know how and the rock actually credits scott hall for doing his style of stomp you know how yep. kind of like he would shake the leg and then pa, like yep and do the stomp again he uses the mat for the sound and the stomp at the same time it's, 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 I don't want to say it's common sense, but like, come on, man. It Learn from guys like that. It shouldn't yeah. be hard to pick up if you learn from guys like that. Right. But yeah, I mean, and Charles says in the chat,
3: I think we both clicked show. Oh, this no shit. Time,
4: oh, that's funny. No shit. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but go for it.
3: <laughs> yeah. So Charles Alfred, welcome to the show, by the way, Charles Um, said, if you can't throw a punch, then throw a forearm. And listen, I I, I get that, and I totally agree. Like, if you can't, then figure out how to do something else. But my, my honest inclination here is, and I don't mean to be an asshole, if you can't learn how to throw a convincing worked punch, wrestling's not for you. Like, really. You should be able to learn how to throw strikes that look realistic. And if you can't and the only thing that you can do that looks realistic is a springboard arm drag from the corner? You suck.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them, though, Chris. There's a lot of them that actually don't know how to throw a worked punch. And if I'm one of those guys, if I don't know how to throw a worked punch, then, by God, I'll fucking practice, practice, practice till I fucking got it right. Or
3: wrestle the way Chris Benoit wrestled, right? Like... Don't throw punches, throw chops, chops and right. wrestle, right? right? Call yourself a grappler and wrestle fine. But like, I think in terms of striking, like, I really honestly think that like that needs to be day one, first thing you figure out as a pro wrestler, if you can figure that out, we'll teach you more. If you can't figure this out, we're not teaching you anything else. And you can go back to your fucking office job. If you can't <laughs> figure out how to throw a working punch, we don't need you in wrestling,
4: Right. Well, look, there there are exceptions though. Like John Cena is one of those guys that just can't throw a work punch. But he, you know, he 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 does other things to make up for it, you know what I mean? But his punches, by god, it's just his coordination, dude. He legitimately is probably never boxed. Like he doesn't know how to actually throw a punch like right. a legit punch or even use his hip. He literally sort of does one of these ones. Yeah. And it looks I've, awkward, I've, bro. Yeah no he's got no coordination when it comes to throwing punches i legitly think he would suck in a real fight bro
3: i i think he would be yeah i think he would get his ass kicked um (laughs) so anyway phoenix gets choked out and then the bcc jump him (sighs) and then the death triangle come out to make the save but santana and ortiz show up to help out the bcc so santana and ortiz they've been gone for how long now a year
4: uh yeah, more probably.
3: All right, and it looks like it, it looks like they've uh you know, they've figured out whatever problems they had between them and uh they're back. Santana and Ortiz are back as a as a team, as a cohesive unit to help out the BCC. And of course, you know, <laughs> because because they came out and they're returning after a year and it's a big deal to see LAX or Proud and Power baby faces. You you want to call them? Of course, since you know, since it's a big deal, they're the last guys who get an entrance, right? They're the last guys who get to come out and make a big deal out of the fact that they're there. Nope. What do you? Never saying? mind. Uh, they actually Absolutely have to powder out because not. the best friends scared them.
4: Yeah, this company just doesn't understand shit, bro. Not just that. They got a babyface reaction, too. Let's not forget, again, the heels getting the babyface reaction. I get it. But did anyone give a shit about best friends? I felt like no one cared.
3: No, and it's like, you know, if, you, if you're making a return, right? You're, you got these people, and they're making a comeback, right? And they're making a, a return to the ring, and you're fucking stoked to see it. And you're like, yeah, this is going to be great, you know? And then, and then they come out, and they get a big reaction, right? Big reaction from everybody. Wow! Right, and then they come out and they beat up the people that they're there to beat up and then you fade to black on them beating up the people who they came up to beat up Right, you can get a good fucking segment out of that, but you have them come out they get this huge reaction, they come out they beat up the guys who they're going to beat up and then the fucking best friends music hits and they powder out of the ring so the last people whose music we heard, whose entrance we saw, was not Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> it's the fucking best friends.
4: Besties. Yeah. It's
3: so fucking stupid.
4: I <laughs> I mean, like Chris Willen says in the chat, no one is more intimidating than best friends. No one.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean no, the best friends are so scary. I'm so terrified of them. Oh god.
4: Oh shit. You are too, Ray. It's funny. I was just talking to him while we're talking on on Messenger. He goes, I know. I'm in the chat. And I just noticed him. And shout-outs to Big Ray Hernandez. He says, I know Santana since he was a kid. Really? He went to JHS22 with my nephew. Good kid. I'm happy they worked shit out. Wow. Thanks for the information, Ray. I didn't know that.
3: Yeah, that's cool. And uh, Ray also just sent me a text saying that he's been able to confirm... um, with uh, you know, he he's been able to confirm Sean Rossap's report of what happened. So, um, yeah, we already read that uh, at the start of the show. But uh, again, apparently it was a heart attack.
4: So yeah, still crazy man. But uh, yeah. one more
3: time, man, rest in peace. I,
4: you know, I'm not going to lie for a second. I actually forgot about it, you know, for a second. <laughs> but uh, know, right? yeah. RIP again to Bray Wyatt and you know the whole Rotunda family because this will never get. I don't think I can get used to this. This one, like I said, I know we've kind of segued straight back to you know the negative stuff, but
3: yeah, thirty six years
4: old. Let that sink in, man.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. And uh, yeah, so okay, so Phoenix is getting carted off uh, to make up for the fact that he can't travel to England, obviously. Um yeah. And then Ren- Renee asks uh, f- Fat Albert uh, about the situation, <laughs> and he says he's going to solve it at all in. And then that's that's it for that. Uh, but the next segment, Renee has teleported uh, backstage again to do an interview with Sammy, who defends his choice to help Chris Jericho. 2.0 <sighs> and Daniel Garcia don't think it was a good idea, and uh, Daniel Garcia lingers for a moment, kind of staring down Sammy Guevara like, yeah.
4: I'm, I'm surprised he didn't break you. into. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised he didn't break out in that shit. But uh, yeah, whatever, man. I don't know what the fuck Garcia's problem is.
3: Yeah, he's uh well, apparently you know, Sammy didn't let him dance when they were at the when they were at the the functions together for the JAS. So he's angry.
4: Good for him. Well, you know what it means when you're angry. Have a sneakers bar, dude. That's
3: right. You're not yourself when you're angry.
4: Yeah, you're not. Definitely.
3: All righty. Well, Will Ospreay is invited to the ring. uh, And uh, we're getting a contract signing, Jimmy.
4: (laughs) Ooh. Surprise, surprise, right? I mean, this is standard wrestling 101. I have no idea because I guess this is a blood feud, bro. I mean, sorry. Let me take that back.
3: Bruv rough um i i don't okay Are you no, fuck it with me yeah no but seriously <laughs> how come there's no contract signing for the six-man match that we just saw uh, 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 how come there's no contract signing for the main event or the women's four-way or the tag team match or like True. how come we're not getting contract signings for the main for like for the title matches but we're getting a contract <laughs> signing for chris jericho and and Will Ospreay. Now, listen, Jimmy. You're going to have to go ahead, and you're going to have to take you're going to have to take this for me here. You're going to have to take a question from me, okay? okay? Because no problem. If you know, you know, like I watch American wrestling, right? Like that's what I watch. I watch <laughs> American
4: wrestling. wrestling. Okay.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I um I don't watch Japan. Okay, I just don't. Uh... So tell me, like clearly these two guys have to have have to have heat that goes back years, right? Like these guys have to have been talking about each other in interviews and like just barely missing, you know, having the big match against each other or whatever. Right. Or they've had like 12 huge five-star matches against each other. And this is like the final one, right? Like that's, that's basically how the feeling of this segment came across. Right. So please, Jimmy, explain to me the history of why Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay is such a heated match.
4: Well, apparently, according to Jericho, it goes back five years when he told Osprey to slow it down and 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 take it easy in the ring. That's all you need to know, Chris. So that's where it stems from. It was from that phone call, Jericho telling Osprey to slow things down in the ring, otherwise he'll become a paraplegic. So that's where it starts. But, Chris, the story of today, though, in 2023, is that Will Ospreay is doing this not only for himself, but for his for his missus back at home and his four-year-old stepchild.
3: You could understand all that. That's that's right. amazing. I didn't know that you spoke whatever language Will Ospreay was speaking in the, <laughs> ring the other night. Um, oh, sorry, bruv. bruv. It's only <laughs> employee,
2: Matt, bruv, and I, well, all y'all show up. Everybody here, show up. Everybody in the car,
3: show up right now. I want something to say. And this man's very important to me because it was like, it was like, bro.
4: Bruv, 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 not bro. I was, like,
3: I was like, bruv, speak English. What the fuck? You're you you know supposed what? to be from England. Why do you not speak English?
4: Listen here, yeah. Okay, bruv. <laughs> nah. No, no, but for real, though, I did say that you're going to be surprised... On how I felt about this segment. All that shit aside, I loved this segment, bro. I'm not going to lie. I actually loved it. I'll tell you why. First of all, (laughs) for what we've got, there was no build. Absolutely no build. Really, there was no fucking reason. The reason is bullshit, all right? That's that's what it is. But for the bullshit, right, I thought they both hit it out the park. Sure, Osprey said one too many bruvs. And he could have, like, cut down on the bruvs because, you know, Vince Russo, bro. Unlike Russo. Russo's that was his gimmick. That was part of his gimmick. He can bro it up as much as bro. he wants. Bro. Bro, right? But fucking you, bruv. Yeah? As you like saying as well. You got to chill out on the bruv. But all that aside, that is the best Osprey promo I've ever seen him do. And it felt real, bro. It felt it- real. And considering we've only got two more days till fucking uh, all in. Too much in and out going on with AEW. Um, Yeah. Hey, man. They built it. Now I'm looking forward to the match. I'm not going to lie, man. Because they did so well. Even Jericho, bro. Surprisingly, his response was pretty fucking good. So, you know, all that aside. I think I felt they did a great job for what they had. You know what I mean? So they got me interested, bro, at least
3: i I think that uh, I think that what I will say is that this promo from Will Osprey was my favorite foreign language promo that I've ever heard. Um, it was definitely like I could understand. I couldn't understand any of the words he was speaking, but I could really understand the emotions that he was having. Right. so um, so good on him. And uh, and then Chris Jericho took his shirt off for some reason.
4: <laughs> That's why, Canadians, bro. Canadians.
3: <laughs> why is the why is the fifty year old man? Why is the fifty year old man taking off his shirt? Right. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Why in the world was I getting
4: that? Oh, right? Come on, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm
3: not, I'm not going to actually strip. That's that's as far as it goes for me. Oh, um,
4: shit, man. You're a funny cunt, bro. No, but for real, like... Yeah, why did he take his shirt off? It's funny. i My only reason why I say Canadians, right, is because last night I was watching Super Troopers 2, bro.
3: That's a great show.
4: Uh, yeah, the first one, nothing beats the first one. But the second one... Because it's between the mounties and the Vermont fucking sheriffs, county yeah. sheriffs. Mm-hmm. fucking the way they portray the Canadians on that fucking movie is fucking hilarious, bro. And uh, Bro yeah.
3: Canadians in pop culture are fucking hilarious it's, it's all funny, the bro. time.
4: Like always, bro. Like Terrence, always, and the, Terrence and Phillip.
3: Terrence and Phillip is a really great example, right? All the Canadians <laughs> at South Park have flappy heads and beady eyes. It's yeah. awesome. But even like, even like, so I was thinking about this the other day. In the Marvel Universe, Canada is the most terrifying fucking nation on the planet, right? Like, we <laughs> we did like top secret experiments to create Wolverine and shit like that. And it's like, oh, so that man. was the Canadians that did that? Yeah. The, it's like, show. why is Canada so fucking badass in the Marvel Universe? I don't well, understand. you know, it's
4: funny, bro. Jeff was telling me uh, last week on the Machismo, or well, this past week. Uh, I didn't know, like, look, everyone knows, I'm not really into comic books, yeah, I've watched a few Marvel and DC movies and whatnot, but I'm not really into them, I won't go out of my way for them, wrestling is bad enough, or too much of its, you know, just to watch on its own right now, let alone watch some Marvel movies, but I just want to point out that, um, yeah, Jeff was telling me that apparently there's even Canadian superheroes in the Marvel DC world, Well, which I didn't know.
3: Wolverine is Canadian, fuck. Um Easy. He's a Yeah. He's he calls everybody <laughs> Bub. Like Oh, true, 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 from. true, true. Let's go, Bub. Yeah. I'm not your Bubby guy. Um
4: <laughs> I'm not your guy, Bubby.
3: Uh anyway, so Cannonball is Canadian. There's like a whole okay. like uh there's like a whole superhero group that's from Canada um
4: i never knew man i never knew until jeff so shout outs to our very own dr jeff lippman the evil of the evil
3: shout outs to jeff um also (laughs) jericho here's the thing that where they really lost me like this was all fine other than the fact i couldn't understand osprey i could understand his emotion like and from what i did understand it seemed like it legitimately means a lot to him that he's getting this match so you know again Uh, The the emotion came through. Chris Jericho is so goddamn see-through. At one point, he said this match is bigger to him than any WrestleMania. Uh, I hate that. bigger than any Tokyo Dome. It's bigger than WrestleMania. And WrestleMania.
4: WrestleMania. Don't forget WrestleMania. Yeah, it's (laughs) bigger than any WrestleMania.
3: Get out of here. Anyway, uh, Jeff Lippman also in the comments Ah. here says, Alpha Flight, that's the name of the Canadian superhero team.
4: Yeah, that's right. Alpha Flight. Why Alpha, though? Yeah. So you're the A-team, apparently, Well, the A-fight.
3: Well, yeah. Have you ever seen a <laughs> hockey game?
4: <laughs> That's another thing that Canadians always say in um, pop culture, when comparing yeah. to Americans. <laughs> I, yeah, well, if anyone hasn't seen Super Troopers Part 2, go check it out, man. It's fucking funny. It's
3: a great show. Um, all right, there's a pull-apart here for this match, which is just... It's... it's It's overkill because we don't have a story for why they don't like each other, right? Like, okay, I get it. They both want to win a big match in a big setting. There's going to be 80,000 people in Wembley, apparently. Um, You know, it's it's a big (laughs) deal. Right. So, okay, yeah, you both want to win. But, like, why the pull apart? Like, that pull apart was, like, you know what? The vibes that I got from the pull apart was, like, Undertaker and Brock. And I'm, like, come on. I'm like, why? With Undertaker and Brock, I got it right. So there was a
4: build all the way back to UFC, at least, right? Think about it. That's right. long-term so, storytelling.
3: So I love that pull apart, by the way. That might be like my favorite pull apart ever, and that was before their WrestleMania match, where right. uh, Brock is getting held back by security, and he and he screams, "I'm gonna kill you!" And Undertaker <laughs> go, screams back, "You're gonna have to." <laughs> right. Awesome, I'm already awesome dead. You
4: should have said that. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, ass- shit. I've been
3: doing yeah. the dead man gimmick for 30 years. <laughs> um.
4: Oh, But that was a great pull apart for sure. I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't know why. Oh, sorry. Bruv. And I like saying bruv too, but not on this level. These bruv things are a whole different level. Bruv. Bruv. Yeah, i got to put the... Listen here, bruv. You don't want to fuck with me, yeah? You've that's how he try, talks, yeah You've got to try To take away the breath From your lungs While you're speaking, <laughs> Jimmy Bro, Oh, my bad Chris Jeez, uh, uh, I didn't even do it My bad Chris I can't even do it now How do you do Chris yeah. In so, a fucking so UK accent? So,
2: backstage <laughs> To
3: talk to Adam Cole And uh, he loves Max uh, bro, <laughs> And uh, that's his bruv, bruv. And uh, they bruv uh, Are they bros? They Um. Anyway are they, they really bros, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Adam Cole really loves Max, and they're just—they're just all kinds of should be snacks. Um, you know this, Jimmy, because you live in Australia. I do? Specifically, oh. you live—you live, oh, you, you live in the part of Australia where this is important, right? But like, <laughs> shark jumping isn't a sport you want to win at, right? Like,
4: uh, no, especially no. the sharks down here—they—they're pretty bad, bro.
3: So they've done it in this in this company. They've jumped right over the goddamn sharp shark with uh, with Adam Cole and MJF. This was stupid and they replayed yeah. like a bunch of clips of like the moments where Adam Cole looks like he's going to hit MJF or it looks like he's going to get whatever and then and then he and then he gets really mad at Renee for asking him about maybe having some ulterior motives. He basically is like, "No, Renee, no. Yeah. No. I love Max. I Max and I are getting married, and you can't stop us. And
4: yeah, that's, not really what that's
3: happened, weird, bro. That's what happened.
4: No, no, but actually, that is what happened. I, you know what, dude? I, I literally was looking at my friend and I looked up, and I'm like, did he just say that? <laughs> what's what's his problem, man? What's he paranoid I, about? Why is I he like Max. insecure? Right? He's insecure, dude. Like a fucking bitch. Like straight up. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like he needs to be reassured every day. Like, are you sure you love me, Max? bruv tell me that you you bruv me. Like, seriously, like, does he need to be told all the time? I mean, he loves you, bro. Bend over already.
3: Tell me I'm your bruv, bruv.
4: (laughs) Tell me I'm your bruv, bruv. Yeah, exactly. it's almost sounds like when I'm telling lies.
3: Tell me. Tell Um, me, bruv. Come on, bruv. Anyway this was the whole thing was stupid and like i said it feels like they've jumped the shark with this whole thing like they're just overexposed at this point they've been funny they've been cute now it's just annoying and i don't want to see it anymore
4: i know it's become annoying because it's the same old shit and i'm sorry tk same old shit won't get you by this time bruh sorry bruv that's Um, my bad oh
3: all right so Darby Allen comes out with Dick Payne for a tag match <laughs> against Ar Fox and Swerve. Um, Fox and Swerve take control early, bringing Dick Payne's mom into the proceedings. She's at ringside, so they they kind of they kind of beat up uh, Dick in front of her, and she's very <laughs> upset. Um, it's an indie bullshit match. Everybody's in the ring at the same time. Nick Wayne gets the win. So. <laughs> So already Fox and Swerve have no heat again. Like you know, they they've already, this has already been paid off, right? Uh, Swerve and Fox Jesus lost, fuck. so so it doesn't matter. And then Swerve takes the mic and he laughs a little bit. He said he's disappointed in Fox, uh, in Ar Fox, and uh, and Swerve says Fox is a loser. So Fox gets fired wow. and then beaten up, and then Sting and Nick and Darby come and make the save. <laughs> um, for a guy who literally 2 weeks ago beat Nick up so badly that they left him in a pool of his own blood in his in in his gym at his home yeah. yep and AR Fox came out wearing the shirt he was wearing stained with the kid's blood
4: yeah to say he stunk is an understatement there chris
3: so Darby shakes his <laughs> hand and apparently it's all good again I hated this, man. This was so fucking dumb, dude. Like, so childish
4: as well. Like, this was a child fucking writing this shit.
3: All right, see, I'm back. I'm back, right? Like, you know, the first half hour of this show was a little somber, somber, a little sad. Now I'm back and I'm fucking mad. Okay, I am mad. I'm annoyed as shit. Okay, listen, they had AR Fox right away. It's you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put a focus on AR Fox, and I was like, okay. AR Fox isn't a bad professional wrestler. If they want to put some focus on AR Fox, I'm happy with that. And then mm-hmm. right away, it's, he's turning heel. Okay. It's not the role I would choose for him, but maybe it can be kind of a fun thing for him to be a bad guy for a bit. And Hey, I mean, uh... at least it's making the whole Swerve Strickland thing seem, you know, semi literate. We'll say, we'll say, right? Like it's kind of making sense as a story. And then Is it really? two weeks later, he's back to being best friends with them. So, he's he's good friends with darby allen just gives him a hug and is like it's all good it's all good bro wait
4: Um, yeah i love you chris i love you
3: (laughs) yeah literally said i love you again like there's too much listen like i'm i get it right like you look jimmy i love you man i really do. i love you
4: too bro but you You know know.
3: but like we're like i'm not gonna make a fucking big deal out of it like on on a wrestling show i'm not gonna be like i love you man (laughs) you know especially if you had just like (laughs) Okay, but if you had just beaten the shit out of like a little like a like a teenage child who I was helping teach, you know, podcasting... <laughs> right. you gonna love me out of them. I'm not <laughs> telling you I love you. you to be like Jimmy, you're a fucking douche nozzle. Fuck <laughs> off,
4: a douche nozzle. What the fuck? <laughs> I've never heard that one before. I like it, a douche nozzle. But uh, yeah, fucking right. That's why it, it fucking drives me nuts, bro. Like I, I. I don't get it, man. I don't understand. Like, me, no caprende. You know what I mean? Like, I I just, like, why? Like, how do you go? Like, why do they turn Fox Hill?
3: Don't. Again, man, it's like they 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 tend to do this on this fucking company where people have something and then it's gone and then they changed it and then it's gone and then there's a new thing and then maybe they'll even get back to doing it again and then 3 weeks later it'll be gone again remember when anna jas uh you know was was a heel and then she wasn't for one week and then she came back and she was super heelish for another week and then they were back to being she's a heel again like fuck man like and now she's a good guy again and now she's you know she's 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 a really hard worker and 2.0 lover but she's not gonna deal with all of the nonsense from mean old chris jericho anymore
4: yeah that's all i'm saying yeah no you're right it, it's all dumb this is play school bro like straight up they don't know how to book a wrestling show properly or a cohesive one at that too chris
3: so anyway, Darby wants to know who's who. Well, who's going to be your partner at the pay-per-view then, Swerve? Because we had a match, but now AR Fox isn't coming. I'm guessing AR Fox couldn't get his fucking visa stuff figured out in time.
4: So, <laughs> For sure, so they had to
3: take him off the fucking match. So anyway, out comes Christian and uh, the TNT champion, Luchasaurus, uh, and they're part of the Mogul Embassy now. Uh, Christian uh, brings up Nick's dad being dead. Uh, that's pretty much the gist of it. Christian has a real thing about working with like young wrestlers whose dads just died. Should we be worried about <laughs> like, like, I don't know, it's Christian? oh uh, man, is is Christian grooming yeah. people? Because it seems like he's going after the same kind of people. Like, it's it's a little weird.
4: It is weird, and why? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love this, right? I really Christian did. Christian was bro. great here.
3: He was fantastic. But why? <laughs> what the fuck? But what's his
4: problem with Nick Wayne?
3: He just really hates everyone whose dad's die when they're young. He's
4: I'm not going to lie, bro. If I don't know someone, I'm not going to fucking get personal with them, straight off the bat, even if I don't like them. Even if they started a fight with me. I'm not going to be I'm like you, your dad is dead.
3: Bro, I'm telling you, the next person who Christian's going to defend the TNT championship against is going to be one. Or no. negative one. It's, oh, gonna, it's gonna be shit. negative one. That's what he's gonna. He's gonna go after negative one. I fucking hate. I fucking hate you because your dad is dead and people feel sorry for you. But I think your dad died of shame. It's like Christian <laughs> is fantastic, but it's it's a little weird.
4: It is weird, and you know, uh, Christian, you're great. You're a great promo guy, but come on, man, come up with something different now. Like it's just. That's just heat that anyone can get. I'm sorry, it's true. We could do that and get heat.
3: No, for sure, exactly. I very nearly got heat on this program already. I I, I will tell you how later, <laughs> but really, but very nearly, very nearly. But I, but wait, I wait, say wait.
4: Someone, someone put like put you aside and told you something. No comment. Um, wow, that happened to me too. I'm not going to lie. Remember, oh, you know what well. I'm talking about. Yes. Bipolar. <laughs>
3: This is exactly exactly bipolar booking. I don't care. We're we're <laughs> trademarking it. Um, yeah. So this whole segment, like, here's my here's my note. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it to you so that you can see it. Fuck off, <laughs> Tony. You're high or something. This whole thing is a fucking mess. That, that is, uh, that and is not how even I a beautiful mess. <laughs> no, it's
4: not even a good mess. That's the problem.
3: There was no hot bitches whatsoever in this. <laughs> it was just a big sausage mess. It was
4: uh, yeah. not good. Not good at not all. Good. And like Jeff Lippmann says, classic Batman syndrome. I <laughs> 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 <Da-na-na-na-na. laughs>
3: bet. Um, yeah. Alright, so FTR and the Bucks are backstage uh, for oh, an interview no. with Renee. Renee is all over this fucking TV show, man. I why?
4: I guess she's good to look at apparently, maybe.
3: She's alright.
4: She's all right. that's it. She's just alright. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? You'd you'd go for it, but she's just alright.
3: She's like a Canadian seven, I guess.
4: That's pretty high. It's above average, right? Think about yeah, it. Yeah, but it's yeah. like a
3: California four. Like
4: Oof, that's pretty harsh. That's pretty I, harsh, bro. <laughs> know,
3: Have you lived in LA? I've lived in LA. She's Are like, Are they a all hot in, in LA? LA? She's like a four in L.A. I'm not gonna lie.
5: <laughs>
4: well, but, I, I, mean, but just...
3: I like let's, but I like Latin girls. So there's that. I'm not a big fan of the blondes. So
4: I hate blondes, bro. Straight up, I'm not. I'm not hate them, but like blondes aren't for me. You
3: know. No, yeah, it's just not for me. It's not my thing. It's like everybody always talks about Sable and how hot Sable is and everything. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I have always looked at Sable and been like, why is why is this librarian lady such a big deal in wrestling? Like I don't, oh, I period. don't get it.
4: Not look, man, I was never obsessed with her. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, she's not my type. But I know she's hot. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. about it. But
3: Trish but- is hot. I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know exactly why I like what I like.
4: She but. can rock blonde, bro. She's Greek. That's why, bro. Come on.
3: Right. So <laughs> she's I'm just probably. Canadian, in, but she's Greek. So she's probably into anal. That's cool. Um, <laughs> All right. So
4: you said it such in such a matter of fact way too, man. All uh. right. So
3: uh, the Bucks, uh, the Bucks and FTR are backstage. FTR gets asked why they've saved the Bucks several week in a row, and they said they've done it so that they can make sure that the Bucks are fresh for the rubber match. They want to leave no question unanswered about uh, about who the better tag team is, and um, the Bucks. Say it's up for FTR to win because the Bucks are already made. And um, I love that Cash, he's the one who just got charged, right? I'm trying to keep all this straight. Cash
4: Cashton? Yep.
3: Yeah, okay. So Cash Cashton says that their (laughs) match is going to be in front of, and I quote, one of the biggest crowds in wrestling history. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you. Whoa. What's all this Thanks. one of stuff, Cash? I'm I am concerned for your future in this company. <laughs> what do you mean one? You know of? what that
4: means? They're losing, bro. One hundred percent.
3: The Bucks say FTR are here because the Bucks invited them, and FTR talk about how the Bucks always bring up FTR. Blah blah fucking blah. This went on a bit too long, <laughs> and I don't believe it. That's the problem. I don't believe it at the end of this. I don't think that these two teams really have legitimate heat, and I should, and if you can't convince me, you've done it wrong. Jimmy. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right.
4: This is like a bunch of girls sort of arguing in some ways, right? But I will say this. I loved what the Bucks said, though. I'm not going to lie. I, feel, I thought the Bucs were better in this segment than FTR, even though I thought the whole thing sucked. But in terms of who won the verbiage, I think the Bucks did, because there was a line where, I think it was, uh, do you remember what we were calling the Bucks? We gave them a different name. Oh yeah, Marky Mark, that's it. Mark Jackson and Mark Jackson, was it? it...
3: Yeah, Mark Jackson and his big brother Mark. (laughs)
4: Yeah, they're both Marks. But anyway, he said that, you know, we gave you their names, like the FTR name, and it was created through a YouTube show, which it was, Being the Elite. FTR stood for Fuck the Revival while they were still in WWE. And what do you know? They ran with it thanks to the Elite. So, I think Cash Cashton and Dax Daxton need to thank Mark and Mark Jackson. And that kind of rhymes. Does For the name. Well. I mean, they need, they need to recognize, bro.
3: They need I, to recognize. I think that... This whole thing need to, needed to be thrown out And they needed to redo the segment Because it sucked all around
4: It sucked a lot of sausages But like like the hammer says in the chat TK made it, may have lots of dollars But he doesn't have any experience with women <laughs> No shit That's why it's one big Sausage fest
3: Well It definitely is I'm offended sir As a German <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right. As a Frankfurt? No, I'm not from. Fr- My family is not from Frankfurt. My, Fra- My no, but that's a German sausage. That's a Frankfurter. My family is from Lars sir Lar in the Black Forest. Uh, Ooh. Yeah.
4: It's like. Cool. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> Well, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Overall, really this right. sucked, and I've got a bad feeling that FTR is actually going to lose at all-in.
3: I, I, I still think that the shocking, like, if you really want to, if you really want to make a memory for the people there for, for the, and for the people watching, you have FTR win because I think every single person who's there is going to, at the start of that match, is going to do the exact same thing that you're doing right now. Uh, Cash, Cashin's in trouble, and et cetera, et cetera. Like, of course you know, the Young Bucks are going to win this, and they're going to make themselves win it, you know, because they're they're basically booking it, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then you have FTR win clean. That'll actually, you'll actually get, I don't want to say Undertaker streak being beaten reactions, but you're going to get a lot of people in the crowd being like, holy fuck. Uh,
4: You know what? You might be surprised at how cheered the Bucks might actually get.
3: No, that's what uh, I'm saying, in, though. I think the Bucks oh, yeah, are yeah. going to be cheered. And I think you're oh, going to yeah. get a lot of people in England being like, holy fuck, what happened? How? Why did they? I don't understand this. You're going to get like, a lot of reactions like that if you have FTR go over. Plus, I think the Young Bucks should never win another wrestling match ever. So that's, that's
4: <laughs> just me. Well, either way, whoever wins, don't be surprised if they have another match a week later and then they capture their titles back if the Bucks win. Or vice versa. So we'll see.
3: Right, because they've got a book all in and then all out the next week. So you never in and done. out,
4: Chris. In and out, like like this, that's right? In and out.
3: Yeah, that's right. You put it all in and then you take <laughs> it all out and then you put it all in and you shake yeah. it all about.
4: That's what it's all about, Chris.
3: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you do the TK pokey and you.
4: Yep. The TK some. pokey, whatever that is.
3: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Ruby Soho and Sky Blue come up next. Uh, there's an insert promo from Ruby telling Statlander to sleep with one eye open, and there's an insert promo from Blue talking about how she's sick of dealing with the outcasts. Uh, Sky Blue is wearing way too much makeup. Like they, they actively had to avoid <laughs> doing like uh, close-ups on her face because her face was melting. Like. <laughs> Is good. her face
4: really that good, honestly?
3: No. She's her all about the is, back, bro. Her face is, like, okay, but, like, no, hey, you yeah, got that okay. much fucking makeup on, I don't know, man. Like, when your face why. is melting, it's a problem.
4: Yeah, she's probably been sprogged on how many times, bro? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> she gets around, bro. I'm not talking about, like, Tupac. I get around. <laughs> I'm I mean, from like Sky what Blue. That song
3: about, though. Oh, that well, yeah, that's talking, true.
4: That, that is about. true.
3: Tupac Actually, that is dead. true. I fucks a lot. That's that's, that's true, what, true. Yeah, it's, it's like well, it's she like,
4: does. She gets around. It's like
3: big pun. Not a player. I just fuck a lot. Um,
4: I'm not fat. I just eat a lot.
3: That's right. Even when you're on the air, and I can hear you crunching. <laughs> yeah. mm. Fat fuck. Um, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, so Ruby is clearly trying to do too much with this kid in this match. Like she, she's What trying. she needed, what she needed to do is, is like. Just tell her, slow down, right? Like, here's what you need to do. I'm going to give you three big spots in the match, and we're going to do those three big spots properly, right? And then, and then, you know, you're going to have to, you know, lay down because that's the way that it's booked, whatever, right? Like, but we're going to get through a few things right in this match. Right. Or we're going to do something where, like, I'm going to show you how to get heat and then you're going to do a really good comeback. Right. But it was just like there was too much going on in this match. Um, And I don't know. I just think that Ruby's job here should have been to slow her down and walk her through a good, boring professional wrestling (laughs) match where she did the right things instead of missing strikes by a foot and trying to do too much, and just making it look like these are two people who don't know how to wrestle, when I know Ruby Soho can wrestle.
4: She like, can, right.
3: She can, and Sky Blue has a lot of potential, but she's got to be in there against somebody who can teach her and force her to slow down and do things right.
4: I agree, and... Um, the thing she really does suck in the ring, man. Like, like Charles says, in the... In the chat which is pretty true sky blue needs to be more aggressive and take more in her in her matches i agree she needs to show more aggression but also she needs to learn awareness in the ring she's got no sense of awareness in the ring at all She
3: really doesn't seem to know when to do the moves it's like she gets gets how to do the moves but she doesn't know when to do the moves. right? right you've got to listen to the crowd right and hear When the heels got enough heat and it's time to do a comeback, right? You've got to be able to hear and sense, like, when the right time to do the big moves is. Otherwise, it just looks like you're doing a a gymnastics routine. And that's, I get it. There's a lot of people in California who love that shit. I don't. I don't love that shit at all. It bothers the hell out of me. Wrestling is a story.
4: That's all that's what it's all about. It's a story, man. Learn psychology, learn awareness, learn how to move, you know, move around the ring a little bit because she just stops. It's almost like, um, Ruby was calling every spot for her, man.
3: Yeah, that's what it yeah. came across
4: and, as, but yeah.
3: And it just seems like she's got a lot, like I said, she's got a lot of potential, but she needs to be in the ring. What you know, like the best thing for her would be to be in the ring. Three times a week for a six-minute match with Serena Deeb, you do that for three months, and I guarantee you that kid will figure out how to how to be a pro wrestler. You know?
4: Oh, like absolutely. And speaking of Serena Deeb, why haven't we seen her on television?
3: I I don't know, but I, I will never She's forgive Tony Khan for showing me Serena Deeb like a number of times to where I was like, to where I was like. Serena Deeb is legitimately the reason I'm looking forward to next week. I, I I remember saying that a few times at like some of the earlier stuff with AEW. It was like Serena Deeb is legitimately the reason I'm looking forward to next week. And then all of a sudden, oh no, we need her for Ring of Honor. Get fucked.
4: Is that what she's on lately? I haven't I didn't even know.
3: I don't think she's on Ring of Honor. I don't think she's doing anything with them right now, which is embarrassing. How do you have somebody that fucking good and you're not making use of them?
4: Beats me, Chris. It beats me, man. I, I have no idea.
3: All right. Well, you're never going to guess who's backstage for an interview again.
4: Who, hey, Chris? Tell us.
3: It's Renee. Uh, she's, <laughs> uh, she's having another one of her oral sessions. <laughs> 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 this time it's with Roddy in the kingdom. Um, Ugh, God. Roddy says that he knows at the end of All In, we're all going to find out who the real MJF is and who the real Adam Cole is. And that's, that's it.
4: Okay, cool. We're supposed to be scared now, right, Chris? I mean...
3: I don't understand what I'm supposed to feel with Roddy Strong. He just looks pathetic and weird. He looks like a jaded ex-lover.
4: Yes! Too it's much weird. sexual tension, Chris, between three guys.
3: Right. It's like when you, me, and Big Ray are on are on a call <laughs> together. Right. There's just too much sexual tension. Uh, I'm just I'm just kidding. But, but like, it, you that's know, pretty
4: gay, too, Ray. That's pretty gay. <laughs> ha, gay. Uh. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh. Uh,
3: yeah. Anyway, I don't understand what the fucking point was there. Um, the House of Black cut a That's promo gay. where they're burying Billy Gunn's shoes.
4: <laughs> oh my God, bro. This killed me. I love, I love the House of Black. But I started laughing at the vignette they were showing because the vignette was done really good. And then yeah. the shoes freaked me out, bro. I was like, <laughs> and I'm not talking about in a literal sense. I'm talking about like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. really? Really? The it's shoes like, are the big thing in the story, bro,
3: bro. And it's like it's so funny too, because it's like you know the verbiage for this was like really intense, right? Like it it actually sounds like you know uh, it actually legitimately sounds like the House of Black is like a fucking like cult, right? It actually sounds like what, and it a sounds shoe like cult? Malachi Black. Yeah, and, it's, and it sounds like fucking Malachi Black is legitimately, like, a brilliant, like, you know, cult leader, right? And he's, like, talking about death and how, you know, it's, the, it's this and that and the other thing. And, like, it, the, the verbiage is actually really cool. And then you realize that he's talking about burying shoes. And you're like, what?
4: I'm going to choke. <coughs> shoes. Let that sink in. Boots. Shoes. Whatever you want to call them. This is all over shoes.
3: Anyways, rest in pain, uh, Billy Gunn's shoes.
4: Think about that. Ah, <sighs> shoes, bro, shoes—the one Billy Gunn's shoes.
3: Yeah, the one. That's right. That's that's the one, Billy Gunn. Because we're gonna learn that the that the other version of Billy Gunn. Well, we'll just we'll get into it here. <laughs> the acclaimed come down, and they're pissed off. There's no more fun. They're they're not here to rhyme or rap. It's time for an ass-kicking for the House of Black. And they say, come on, turn the lights out already and get your asses out here. So, Lights go out, and the house enters, and they start beating up the Acclaimed because it's three on two. So... Yeah, pal.
4: Yeah, pal. Three on two.
3: Apparently taking dick in the ass makes you stupid, so...
4: It sure does. I mean, think about it. You're not thinking I'll, right.
3: I'll have to ask the next Greek person I meet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> like that isn't it? <laughs> uh. <laughs>
3: Alright. Uh, lights out. Yeah. House of Black enters. Uh, the fans start to chant for Billy Gunn, who comes down and makes the save. He takes the mic, and he says the House of Black wanted Billy's attention. Well, now they've got it. I was fine with being retired, but you know what, House of Black? You hurt one of my kids. And I'm just not going to let that stand.
4: Yeah, kids.
3: I just love how they've become his children. I just, it's, it's so, I don't know. It's so, like it. So he does, weird. He does come across as like den mother Billy. Like it's. Yeah, it's he, so does, he does. Weird.
4: He's definitely a mother hen.
3: Anyway, yeah, well, Billy I mean, he Billy lays Billy lays down the challenge to the House of Black for all in and he says but the one Billy Gunn is is all done wrestling and he's not he's not coming back and he's not going to do he's not going to be part of the match but the person who you are going to face is going to be a badass Billy Gunn. So apparently badass Billy Gunn is coming back ladies and gentlemen.
4: I don't blame you, Hammer. I don't blame you, bro.
3: He doesn't understand that Chuck and Billy Billy is the Billy we want to see with the acclaim. I
4: know! I mean, come on, if you're going to play with, I hate to say this, but with gay dudes, where's fucking Chuck?
3: Where's Chuck and Billy? That was a good fucking thing. I really legitimately think that they could get something really They can have two
4: daddy asses, bro. They can have two dads instead of a mother and a dad. There's two dads. Exactly. I mean... It writes itself, man. I'm sure Chuck Palumbo is not fucking much to hire, like, for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. How much is he going to be asking? He'd be more than happy to do something on TV again in 2023.
3: 20, right. And TK wouldn't care if he did want a big fucking bunch of money. He'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Sorry. He'd be like, he'd be like, he'd be like, oh, okay, Chuck, yeah. Uh, and then we can have you come and uh, you will do this oh, great yeah. uh, segment. With, uh, Come with, with Billy and the acclaimed And you can be like The other dad Isn't that cool I mean cool. how
4: long have you been hinting this shit for It's been over a year Hello I TK I understand
3: why they don't do it it's, 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 it's a fucking money angle And I've been screaming about it for a year Where's and Chuck
4: Palombo Me And the thing is I would like I'm telling you I would find this fucking entertaining If it was to happen but money on the table as per usual bro that's what they do this company is leave money on the table and then we forget about it
3: they're fucking crazy anyway collision looks terrible this week Ugh. they, they yeah. did the rundown for the show and I was just like oh so another two hours of dynamite then
4: well it, it, hence why the red ropes were in play tonight or last night
3: bro, because I'm bothered by it, and I know that they, they're, they're like, oh, like, people are like, oh, they're only getting a half million views. Yeah, but just stick with it. Like, they're already flying off the handle, bruh. Fuck.
4: Consistency. Get the fuck out of here, Chris. There's no fucking consistency with this company. They were consistent with collision being good for the first five weeks, but Chris, I'll give him a pass. I'll tell you why. I understand why they had to do this. It's because they're going to be in the the UK. So, obviously, they're not going to be, you know, doing a taping in the UK. So, they had to do it now.
3: Oh, they did it tonight, is what you're saying. Yes.
4: Oh, you didn't know that? Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. They were doing it. Hence why, I don't know if you noticed, but on Dynamite, the set was the collision set. The ropes were red as well.
3: I completely missed it. So...
4: That shows
3: you how much attention I pay to what color the fucking ropes are. Give me good (laughs) stories, for fuck's sakes, and I'll pay attention.
4: But uh, it's a good segue, because apparently the Bucks and CM Punk can't be in the same place at the same time, but they were tonight, were they not?
3: And aren't they going to have to be at All In? Yeah. Because Punk and Joe is on that show, right?
4: Well, yeah. So, that's why all this talk and all this hoorah and all this bullshit. I find it all bullshit now, in a way.
3: I honestly just hope that, like, Mark Jackson comes out to his match with, like, bite marks and a black eye or something. I fucking (laughs) hate that guy. Uh, Anyway. What
4: about Um, the the other Mark Jackson is going bald, man? Have you noticed that?
3: He is definitely going bald. You, You know, when you're old enough to start going bald, maybe you shouldn't get to call yourselves the Young Bucks anymore. You're just <laughs> the bucks,
4: but you know what's funny? His other brother, the other Mark, is the older one.
3: I know, right? It's like isn't that weird? <laughs> Mark and his older brother Mark. Um, oh yeah. Anyway, Hardy's and Aussie Open are out next. Oh, hear what I said there, Jimmy. Do you hear what I said? And I'm Aussie, gonna Aussie, this. Aussie. I'm gonna repeat this though for all of the American announcers because none of them seem to be able to get this. It's what? Aussie open (coughs) yeah aussie Aussie. not aussie there's no aussie open you fucking weirdos just listen to how australian (laughs) people say it and then repeat it that way because otherwise you sound like a jackass when people say oh i've visited melbourne i want to slap good it's not hate Melbourne. It's <sighs> Melbourne, and you would know right. that if you would just listen to people from Melbourne explain where they're fucking from.
4: Not just that. I mean, can't you read? Someone can't they read? If it was Melbourne, it would be spelled B O R N, right? But it's B O U R N E. Yeah, born Mel. Oh, sorry. Did I just do that? Melbourne, Melbourne. Jesus.
3: Yeah. Anyway, um, at one point here early on in the match, uh, Matt Hardy is is standing in the corner and he's reaching out to tag his brother while literally the Australian guys are beating the shit out of Jeff. They're both in the ring beating up Jeff, and Matt's going, Come on, Jeff, tag me in, brother. If they're cheating, you can get in the ring, Matt. What in the fuck are you doing?
4: I'll tell you why. It's the retarded boys now, not the Hardy boys. Just saying.
3: Honestly, man, the Hardys can't do this fucking thing anymore. Nah, they're done, bro.
4: They're done. And it's sad because, you know what? They got squashed. I knew Aussie Open would win. I didn't think they would win this convincing, though, bro. This was, like, shocking in many ways.
3: Anyway, everybody cheats. The ref enforces no rules. The fucking main event here sucks. It's a big mess. Aussie Open win and say that there will be no double clothesline and no kangaroo kick. Uh, And then Cole and MJF come down to the ring. The Australians bail out. And then there's a leads to Cole and Max. uh, It leads to Cole and Max uh, basically having a big hug in the middle there. So I'm not sure where Jimmy went to.
4: I don't know what happened there. I just got kicked for some reason. But anyway, continue. Don't worry.
3: Anyway, there's a big brawl. And that leads to Cole and Max uh, basically getting in each other's face and then hugging it out this show continues to be super gay um super gay i'm gonna agree with jeff actually who earlier in the chat said that he gave this show a d minus this show gets a d minus because it was really fucking bad um but christian was funny that's about it
4: um for me i'll give it a C minus because I enjoyed the the Osprey Jericho stuff. I like the Christian thing for the right, fuck of Right, and Santina
3: it. and Ortiz are back. That that, that those were the Santina. two things that I like. That's went, right. Okay. Yeah, Santina <laughs> and Ortiz are both back and um fuck man. I don't Who like, cares? that segment was such a fucking waste. They could have got so much more out of that. I, I'm annoyed. That's how
4: you fucking bring people back, bro. Don't you know? Yeah.
3: No, you got it. Exactly. When Goldberg, the next time, like, when, when they finally do get Goldberg to show up, you need to have him powder out and leave because Orange Cassidy's coming Powder together.
5: out.
4: Yep. And, and, and fucks Goldberg up. And actually, you know what? I wanted to say, I'm glad that now, if you want to watch All In, was it All In or All Out? In and out. I don't know. Out, in. Who knows? In. I think we're talking about the in. All in. Oh. Um. I'm glad that I don't have to buy it. I don't have to buy the pay-per-view. You know why? Because my cable provider is showing it live for free. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Cool. I'm not paying for it. So if you want to watch it legally, you can with me.
3: Dope. I will do that. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, Jimmy, where can the people find you?
4: Well, you can find me at the x or the twitter at dj masterfx and you can find us also at the pwc network please like and subscribe right here at the pwc where you can find all our shows including this one which is the wednesday night skirmish jeff's shows big ray hernandez's show in the a show but it's really april hunter's show i mean you can find everything right here on oh, the pwc network yes. shout outs
3: to the to the to the uh i don't even know what the hell the show was called what if is that what is that what the title of the show is called that the uh, professor did this week that was fucking awesome oh yeah yeah. it was yeah. a what if of of uh what if um shane mcmahon legitimately purchased uh wcw i love that fucking show bro i was listening to that when i was at work it's a great show bro North. i was yeah, like damn yeah. dude i need to give shots to the professor i never do that so prof shout outs that show was fucking killer
4: yeah go and check him out with tommy wonder for the pro wrestling reflection and the pro wrestling spotlight right here on the pwc network where you know what they talk about wrestling today also it's not just old school stuff that is the emphasis but they do talk on what's going on today i love that show too bro i'm not gonna lie i actually listen to it religiously every week as should everybody else right here on the pwc network also, like and subscribe at her me- mediagroup.popping.com for all our affiliate shows and channelattitude.com, where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of wrestling. And you know what's funny, Chris? You and I on, are on all the sh- practically a lot of the shows this week on channelattitude.com. So that's pretty funny. If you want to hear more of us, five bucks and you get five, to hear us.
3: Five dollars. Get, get a subscription instead of a face slap. Um, yeah. Yeah, pal. Yeah. um,
4: And happy birthday to the Ayatollah himself, Bin Hamin, which was his birthday yesterday. I know it's been canceled, but I'll say it again. Happy birthday. And RIP to to the Rotunda family, man, to Bray Wyatt. And condolences. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, that was the news and shocking stuff, man.
3: Yep. Um, Yeah, you can find me at all the places that Jimmy just mentioned. Um, Specifically, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, Central Standard Time After the collision we sift through
4: The wreckage
3: The wreckage um, So go there and check us out there And obviously everything that uh, you, everything that You find, everything that you love Right here on the PWC Network Please share us out Talk about us to your friends You know, word of mouth is really The biggest way that, uh, that podcasting Grows, so go ahead and just tell people Hey, I, I listen to these guys, they're great You know, go ahead and share us uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate all the love in the chat today. Uh, thanks, everybody. Everybody was, I mean, our chat was awesome again today.
4: Yeah. Uh, Chris Willem was in the house. Um, the Hammer, Charles Alford was in the house. Homeboy88. Uh, there is more. Dr. Jeff Limon, Big Ray Hernandez, and many more that I'm not going to bother going through right now. But um, yeah, thank you for joining us as you all do week in, week out, day in, day out. For all our shows right here on the PWC Network and over at channelattitude.com via Hamid Medi Group.
3: Right on. Well, you can also find me on Twitter, on X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm still gonna call it Twitter because I'm an old man and I'm gonna scream at the clouds until somebody pays attention to me. Twitter, god damn it You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Chris one You can go there to read everything that I have to say about politics, pro wrestling, or whatever the hell else I have on my mind. Homeboy eighty eight wants to wants us to recognize his birthday. All right, it was six years ago because he's a six year old. <laughs> yeah, <Six-year-old. laughs> fuck you, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Happy birthday, um,
4: <coughs> happy birthday, bro. But fuck you. <laughs> nah, no, no, joking.
3: Happy birthday. Also, fuck you. This is <laughs> the, the PwC giveth and taketh away. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yes, like Jimmy said, like Jimmy said, man. Rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, who passed away today uh, from a heart attack? And condolences to his family. And uh, hopefully, you know, the last hour or so, we've been able to take your mind off of things and uh, entertain you for a bit. Um, but just like I said, you know, remember that life is precious and uh, it can end any minute. So if you've got kids, make sure you go tell them you love them, so that they so that they never have to question it when they get older. Absolutely. If anything ever happens to you. Your kids will know they love you. All right, I love you, audience. I love you guys so much. I know that uh, I know that Jimmy feels the same way. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for uh, just supporting us and being fantastic. We love you. Good night. Pasa fuera. Olay.
4: Peace.
0: As we mentioned, found a way to way to beat the flames. They put an asbestos blanket over those flames, and now Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, looking to take advantage. Oh, and came driven. The referee's powerless. He's got to count the one, two, and three. Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. Look at this! The upside down! Oh, and oh, oh, out of oh. nowhere! The tag had been made. Randy Orton is the legal man.
1: Overhyped, overvalued, overprivileged, WWE superstar in existence.